Brain Dead Radio presents. Honestly, all I'm really here is to talk about how hot Paula Dean must have been 30 years ago. There's so many amateur porn sites on Tumblr, and they're so filthy. I love it. Welcome to the very first episode of The Anderson Tapes. I'm Rob Hughes. And I'm Troy Anderson. And for those of you that might have listened to Braindead Radio and or podcast, you might kind of know who Anderson is. Uh, he's basically Siege's nemesis. Um, he likes to torment Siege. It works out quite well. He also created Hawkinism, the books of Hawken, uh, and many more things that you can find on forums.braindeadradio.com. Uh, Troy, why don't you go ahead and tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name's Troy Anderson. I've worked at many sites in the past, work being held, you know, in parentheses, because you don't really work online, as I've learned. You just kind of spend a lot of money and hope you break even. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, what else do I do? Well, you'll find me most of the time writing DVD reviews and doing a lot of home entertainment stuff. I get pulled in by a lot of other people to voice and talk about other movies, but you know what? Honestly, all I'm really here is to talk about how hot Paula Dean must have been 30 years ago. She would have been smoking. I would have wrecked that shit. Plus, afterwards, you would have wrecked it. Oh, I would have wrecked it. Plus, afterwards, she would have made you some crazy-ass butter cake that would have been probably fucking amazing. You know what would have been great? Huh. Paula Dean and Raquel Welch, like around Melly Jugs and Speed era, you know, like 76. Yes. Get them do stuff together. Get a big cream pie in between there and make them just all les out like on a big fucking smorgasbord. Would not be adverse to that whatsoever. Uh, people yeah. hate on Paula Dean, but you got to give it. You got to give props. You know that exactly. she was smoking. You know she was hot back in the day. <laughs> and that's what fucking kills me. I was reading all these people like they're getting all pissy about, well, you know, she's fast. Like, yeah. You know, she got diabetes. Yeah. And then they, all these people are like hardcore about shit. All of a sudden, start like counting calories and going off about like, well, I couldn't eat that. It's like really, you're, really. You're not supposed to eat her food all the time. <laughs> like when I you eat her food all the time. See, I can't do it. However, I have tried the the donut, uh, egg, bacon, cheeseburger thing she came up with, uh, and I have to say that thing was fucking amazing. Uh, but you can't hate on her. She's not making you fucking eat her food, people. I don't give a shit. She's got diabetes and she's fucking putting like 10 sticks of butter in her food. No one is forcing you to eat it. Get off of Paula Dean's back. I will say this. I did eat at her little buffet at the riverboat here. Yeah. And I thought someone shed AIDS in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's probably not the best glowing uh, recommendation of Paula Dean's buffet. Someone will shit AIDS in your mouth. Exactly. That's why I like to see. I like to get my little tray, get my like Jello and stuff lined up, and like, hi, you want AIDS shit in your mouth? No, <laughs> too bad. You're gonna get it anyway. Yep. So Troy, if you had to pick one genre of film that you're the biggest fan of, what genre would that be? Really goes back and forth. Sometimes horror, sometimes sci-fi. I've always had a boner for westerns, but really, I'll say more uh, dystopian sci-fi of the late '60s, early '70s. So if you had to pick one movie out there, if someone didn't know what type of genre you're talking about and there's one movie that encapsulated it, what movie would you recommend to someone? It's really hard. I've been watching the Planet of the Apes movies a lot recently, so I've been kind of getting back into them. But I just keep thinking about this real shit movie I just had to review that Shot Factory sent out. Won't street until January 31st, so it's something for viewers to keep an eye out and buy it through the Amazon links at Branded Radio. Thank you. Bond Senior. 
Monsignor is this movie from 82, 83. It's when uh, all the studios were trying to find the next Thornbirds and they were trying to find the next Richard Chamberlain. So 20th Century Fox got a hold of Christopher Reeve. And mind you, this isn't a Western or anything. This is a World War II period piece about the Catholic Church. Okay. And so he's like this little, you know, cardinal from New York who starts rising up, rising up, becomes Monsignor. And he says, you know what, guys? I'm going to team up with the mob because Italy's broke. We're broke. We don't have any money coming in because half the Europe died in World War II. So we're going to run cigarette scams with the mafia. It's pretty much how he becomes the godfather of the Catholic Church. And Wait, this is Christopher Reeve. So Superman is running yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, as a... With the mafia. With the, the mafia. Church. Now, yeah. this was was this done before Superman or was this done after? Was this came after, out right? the same year as Superman three. Okay, so he went from a horrible movie to an even worse movie. Oh, it's so terrible, but it's fun to watch. It's that bad, really. Because Christopher Reeve can't act. You seen Village of the Damned, the John Carpenter version? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He act. can't. No, he he really can. He look. He's got Clark Kent and Superman down, but they really he didn't need to act that much in those. Uh, the Village of the Damned was just fucking embarrassing. And you know what's really awesome? Of course, you're a Monster Squad fan. You know, uh, yeah, old German guy. Yeah, old German guy is the Pope in it. Oh, what? Yeah, Leonard Camino, who's also in Dune. Yeah, he's the Pope in this. So, so it's him, the Mafia, Christopher Reeve, trying to cook up a something. Holy shit. So it's Superman and Scary German Guy in a movie yeah. together. Yeah. I, you know, I have to see this now. Like, Comes just out January 31st. You got to check it out, people. Seriously, it's Scary German Guy and Superman. Even if it's horrible, I mean, you can't go wrong with that combination. Monsignor. Fucking fantastic. That, I've, I've never actually heard of that movie, but I, I need to see it now just for the fact that Superman running cigarettes. <laughs> well, I've heard about it before because I'm a big fan of Frank Perry. Frank Perry is Katy Perry's uncle. He's also this big semi, he's half gay. Well, we call him half gay like Jeff Goldblum was in Life Aquatic. Got it. Yeah, but he's got this huge following ever since because he, he did Mommy Dearest. Mm -hmm. And Mommy Dearest is one of those great shit movies of all time. And that's pretty much, he was a serious director through about the late 60s to about early 70s and about... After 71, 72, he said, you know what? I'm just going to make shit until I drop dead. Which <laughs> did. So, you know, he didn't lose anything on the way there. It's the way to fucking do it. So, you mentioned that you were, uh, you've been going through the Planet of the Apes flicks recently. Yeah. Uh, did you grow, you grew up on those, I take it, I'm assuming? Or Not really. Oh, so you saw them later in life. I didn't see them later in life. I saw them repeatedly throughout childhood, like, one. One here, one here, one here, one here. Ah. I didn't like grow up like it wasn't like Empire Strikes Back where I'm like I gotta wash this shit. <laughs> it was like oh okay, talking monkeys like live with it. So if you had to pick one of those as your favorite, which one would it be? Oh, the Apes movies. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Rise. If you oh the new I, one. Yeah, I could put Rise, uh, original Planet, and Battle or no, not Battle beneath the Planet Apes together. It's like a perfect trilogy. I could actually see that. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah. I'd have to go with Rises, honestly. If I'm if I'm gonna be serious and not try to like pander to the nerds, I have to say Rise is definitely my favorite of the series. Yeah, it's just it it hit everything right, and I mean I love the original, and I even love me some Conquest. Um, and I you know, I grew up on those. My uh, my uncle and shit used to basically force me to watch all this stuff. That's how I got into John Carpenter and how I got into basically all my horror and sci-fi. Was he uh would just he's supposed to be watching me, but he would just put these tapes in and just say here. You know, the TV's your fucking babysitter. I'm going to go get drunk. So it kind of worked out well. I got to grow up on that stuff. And, uh, you know, you go back and watch it now. And I, I'm i going to say, I think it still holds up pretty fucking well. I used to get forced to watch MASH all the time. Now uh, I hate every war thing ever. You know, I'm, I, if, if I'm going to have to be honest with that as well, yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big war fucking 
film buff. I don't like him. It just it, they all seem the same to me. It's the same as and I know I'm gonna get crucified. The same as gangster flicks for me. Like yeah, you've seen one, I know, but you've seen one and you've seen them all for the most part. My favorite part in any gangster flick is the rise to power. Once they get to power, I could care less. Because you all know it's that they're not going to keep it. They're going to fall, and it just gets boring. I'm all about, like, the little guy. The little guy coming on up. So I, you know, got the Goodfellas. Love that movie all the way up to Ray Liotta gets big. And then it just, uh, no, I'm done. I can't do it. I actually got to go to a conference where Henry Hill was testifying, talking about. I shouldn't say testifying. Testifying makes it sound <laughs> legal. But yeah, he was just talking about his experience and everything. Because at one point, he was uh, put up in Erlanger, Kentucky. And that's where he's supposed to be at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, when they saw him like outside in the suburbs. Yeah, that's supposed to be when he was stuck in Erlanger, Kentucky. Really? Yeah, he was shot all. They just put him in, like six different cities until finally they said, "Fuck it, nobody wants you." <laughs> but yeah, he is so sad. I mean, he's, I think he's got like some of his teeth missing. He's he's in his seventies. I mean, like he's showing his age bad. Like all of his kids hate him and his wife hates him. Just no one has anything to do with him. Yet he still goes around like, hey, Ray Liotta pay it, played me once. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just uh, – that that makes me sad now. Yeah. Like, uh, I went to a thing where I saw him and Frank Abnagil Jr. in the same setting. It was a really? new here. Yeah, so it was weird. It's like, huh, Catch Me If You Can and Goodfellas. Huh. Frank Abnagil Jr. I, and that's the thing is I actually like Catch Me If You Can more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally gonna get crucified on this. I I feel like CJ. It's kind of I'm kind of I kind of feel like CJ here. I'm not used to this feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't knock my thing out there. There we go. Good. <laughs> yeah, CJ. What can I say about CJ? He is awesome and amazing, and the co-host of Brilliant Radio, which you can check out at BrilliantRadio.com. Yeah, you also say you can also say that he's not really alive. He's dead. You know, I yeah. I mean, no, I mean he's dead. He blew his asshole out eating McChicken, so he bled to death. And, well, you've been trying to do a little good show there, but he doesn't exist. He's a figment of your imagination, Rob. I've actually been, uh, I've been actually, every time you hear CJ for the last two years, it's actually been uh, lines spliced out from earlier episodes. Exactly. Yeah, I just have Tell a good... people the truth. <laughs> CJ is dead. Yeah, I, I feel good to get this off my chest because, uh, yeah, it's really been weighing me down. So, fucking Anderson, I happen to, uh, Check out a little movie last night, and I wonder. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping you might have seen it. Uh, it was um, "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, you, yeah, you saw that. Uh, I don't know uh, some history back behind that movie, and uh, I, it was on. I saw it on instant. Uh, I'm on demand, and I was like, you know, that sounds very familiar. I kind of. Oh uh, yeah, it's by that one guy who's friends with that other guy. I mean, let me check this out because they were fucking pimping it so hard. I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I thought it was, I kind of dug it, uh, but it it seemed lacking to me. Uh, I just want to go to the Glare Military and go, you know what? You know how Mimic used to have the shittiest ending of anything you've been involved with? Yes. Well, now you got something to replace it. You know, yeah. If we're going to go ahead, we're going to go ahead and spoil, uh, (laughs) spoil Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Spoiler alert! So, the ending, am I correct to believe that, uh, uh, Katie Holmes is now the queen of the little people. That's what it looks like. So, how does that work? I, I did. Was there anything in the movie that made? And I might have missed. I was really drunk during this flick. Uh, did they ever explain where these fucking people came from? Besides one line saying that they could be fairies or gnomes. Did we ever get a backstory on these fuckers? Not really. And in the beginning, he they eat the old guy, E. B. 
and like they pull him and like crunch him up. Why didn't he become the king? I'm so confused. Why Katie Holmes? Out of anybody to be the queen of you, why would you pick Katie Holmes? They want to taste James Vanderbeek and Tom Cruise on her. Oh God. <laughs> the saliva of the beak. <laughs> exactly. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of dug the creature designs. I was kind of hoping for more with uh, Guillermo del, Tero, uh, del Toro's uh, name on it, but uh, it's kind of let down. I I was I was bummed. I mean, I only paid five bucks for it, so I thought that was good. But I did not think it was the most original horror movie to be made, uh, as they were kind of hyping it up to be. It seemed derivative of a lot of movies from the '80s. I just kept thinking back to. Uh, was it cat cat people cat eyes? What was that fucking uh, cat's eye? Yes. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Yes, the, what, gnome on the record. Yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, it's just like a better version of that. When I was ten, that movie used to be on TBS all the time. I always used to catch like the last six minutes, and it's like, oh, great, this shit again. <laughs> yeah, TBS, TNT, all that kind of shit kind of raised us uh, growing up. CJ and I were just kind of talking about that and all the the great movies, like the stuff. One of my yeah. favorite horror flicks that really no one really a lot of people don't know about it's okay i used to have a tape like i look yeah when i was eight i used to pretty much make my own vhs compilation tapes some kids made mixtapes i put shit movies together like <laughs> wrote on the side like what they are stuff defcon 4 double feature <laughs> that's where the anderson tapes came from he's yep. been uh he's been doing them since he was a child yeah i found moon over parador and big the other day are you serious I'm like, wow, I love shit movies when I was little. <laughs> I was just going through like Hot to Trot and Who's Harry oh Crumb. Hey, don't be knocking <sighs> Who's Harry Crumb. Who's Harry Crumb is fantastic. Annie Potts is fucking hot. I used to make like vicious tapes like by actor, like John Candy Mix. Uh, <laughs> delirious, nothing but trouble. <laughs> nothing but trouble is fucking amazing. That movie still, that movie was ahead of its time, I have to say. Because no movie nowadays would have we decided to pick Humpty Hump to be in it, along with a fucking super young Tupac, and have a penis nose and Dan Aykroyd. Like, they're just, they play it too safe nowadays. That shit would not be getting greenlit right now. Well, it's uh, Chevy Chase, and nobody likes Chevy Chase anymore. Hey, I, Community, you're not a fan of him on Community? I'm a fan of Community. I'm talking about, like, in terms of acting. Oh, yeah. He doesn't really have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's his own. That's what happens when you're a cock. That's pretty much, I love reading uh, Life in New York, the book that Tom uh, Shanlin did, or I think it was his name, about Santa Life. Every other chapter in the book is, my Chevy sucks ass. What a dick. Do you have any experience with Chevy Chase? Yeah, he's a dick. Bill Murray, I, I punched him in the face. He's yep. a dick. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. The Life in New York shit. Yeah, you just, you, you feel bad. You just like, that's what happens when ego takes over. Like once, I mean, once the ego takes over, you're kind of fucked. But that's what happens when you start painting covers for Steely Dan and you get on Saturday Night Live and you start doing Fletch and everybody loves you. Speaking of Fletch, fan or not? I'm a super fan. I was about to bring that up. It's another one of the Anderson tapes I found when I was like seven. It was like, Fletch, Fletch Lives. Actually, I probably would have been older than seven because I think Fletch Lives came out when I was eight. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's like, Fletch, Fletch Lives. And on the front, I have like, written like, yellow highlighter. Nice. I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> do you want to see them go back to Fletch? Do you want to see a new Fletch? Or are you are you happy well, with Well, there's the... nine books, so it would be nice if they went back and Harry Potter styled it because, you know, I want Alan Rickman and Robbie Coltrane to be in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want Warner Brothers. Actually, it would be Universal. I want Universal to throw that much cash, you know. Relive the magic of Erwin P. Fletcher. John Williams score. Let's go who, around solving crimes. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be Fletch? 
honestly, anymore, I can't really say there's one good person to be Fletch because for a while, everyone was like Jack, Jason Lee and Zach Braff's ass to be Fletch. And like Zach Braff is. Fuck Zach one. Braff. Dude, Zach Braff is fucking just. Uh, I hate him so much. Jason Lee would have been fucking decent, but that almost seems too easy. No, anymore. Well. He ruined himself. Even though I like it's uh, my name is Earl. Almost said it's always sunny and Earl. It's always it's always <laughs> sunny and Earl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he ruined himself with that because then he started doing those fucking chipmunk movies, and now he's just blah. What is isn't he like a cop now on a show or something? Or a... that got canceled? Oh, it did. Okay, because I knew he was like a detective, like Memphis or something. Yeah, every other show on TNT got canceled for some reason. I don't even. I don't think I've watched TNT in fucking ages for anything. I used to watch like 15 minutes to close. You're like, okay, people keep telling me to give the show a shot. Then it's like, no, fuck it. Is that the one with uh, Kira Sedgwick? Kira Sedgwick, the one who looks so old. That that chick has looked like she's in her 50s in singles. That's very true, but she's got a banging body for being 50. I don't know if I even want it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I want a new Fletch. Fucking Chevy Chase, man. He like embodies it. Everybody else would just be like, seem like a pale imitation of Chase. As much as he's kind of a cock, I think he fucking did that shit perfect. Do you really mm. think they could bring it back? Do they think, could. It's just finding the right actor. Do you think people care? Not that like nobody cares, but I think everyone's set so apathetic now that you can just throw anything in front of them like the Hunger Games. And I know people like kissing the Hunger Games ass. I don't get but it. Honestly, Battle Royale. it's like a more retarded version of Harry Potter mixed together with Battle Royale and thrown out there with a strong female lead. Because that's the thing about it. It's one character in that damn book is really well written and everyone else just exists like just fodder. It's almost like Fallout. You're going from town to town. Hello, stranger. Would you like to trade bottle caps? Sure, I would. Be careful out there in the <laughs> desert. There's one well-developed person. Everyone else is there to answer three questions, and they're gone. And they're done. Do you think this is going to do major business? Oh yeah. Like just massive. I think it'll have. I think it'll probably do really, really well. And then they'll take that as a sign that oh yeah, well, let's do the other two. And then the second, the third one will drip off. Matrix syndrome. You you think that you, you think it'll happen that way? I think it'll do two hundred million easy. What's so the, is the buzz really good behind it? Yeah. Oh, see, the thing is, is I, I honestly I I don't really keep up with that shit anymore, and I don't even think I haven't I don't think I've seen one trailer for that fucking movie yet. Well, I've only seen stuff for it because I get keep getting hit because Lionsgate uses Brigade and Brigade puts a lot of stuff up on her site. Now, do you think this is going to help the re-release of Battle Royale? Well, that's why they're doing the re-release, just to show them like this is how you do it. Pretty much because the tension's out there. So it's like, hey, if you like kids getting murdered in a fictional Washington, D.C., you'll like Asian kids getting murdered because you're not white. <laughs> Plus, it's got Go-Go from Kill Bill in it. You can't go wrong with that. And Beat. And Beat oh, Katana. Yep. Yes. Sorry. That should have been the first one. But I really want to have sex with Go-Go. So that's kind of why I went there. Beat's not really my thing. Uh, He's the man. He is the man. I just don't want to have sex with him. I think that's... Apparent. I just don't want to do him, but he is. He's the at a He won't see it coming. <laughs> see, that's the thing is, I I, I remember I, I got a battle royale for Leslie. Never heard of it. Like a lot of people who aren't in the nerd circles or movie buffs, probably never heard of battle royale. She never heard of it. I was like, she, I, I told her on Halloween we're gonna watch it. You know, this is what it's about. I'm like, basically, kids killing kids. You just put it nicely. Just boom, kids killing kids. She fucking loved the shit out of that movie. Came out of nowhere. It's just it works for us on every fucking level. You, you hate all you hate well too, did you? The what? The sequel. You didn't show her part two. Did no, you? no, no, no. I was nice enough. I, I, I had the misfortune of watching part two and just going, yeah. "What the fuck? What is this?" Yeah. What? It was. It was like it felt like a drama film. It just kind of happened. 
it was it was why why did it happen why did they need to put that out into the world i don't know it was the cinematic equivalent of bill macy blowing his brains on boogie nights it <laughs> poor I bill so much bill macy it's in a movie in the 90s you're one of your favorite movements uh moments in the 90s is <laughs> bill macy all, everyone's all happy and he comes up he's like hi guys boom and then the whole tone of the movie changes that is true it's no longer the free love we were talking about that recently about like the 90s how the 90s are so awesome like they're okay but like well you're weird i'm like yeah i know weird because my favorite character in a movie the last 25 years is the asian guy from fargo (laughs) (laughs) i'm so lonely (laughs) i'm so lady he's so sad (laughs) i can watch that scene on a loop watching him break down I think it attests more to how I am mentally, but still, like, <laughs> watching just, have this little freak out. It just touches Anderson in a nice special area. It doesn't even touch me. I just like watching someone lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real super lady, Baji. <laughs> oh my god! I remember seeing that shit in the theater and not being not being prepared for that at all. It was one of those blind movie experiences back when I was a kid, where I was just like Fargo, huh? Okay, I don't know anything about it. Let me go into it. Holy shit, what is this? And that is the movie that started my uh, my Coen Brothers love. I then went yeah. I then went back and, you know, Miller's Cross and all that good stuff. But goddamn. I was 15. I saw it. And I started cracking up there. And I just kept cracking up through the whole movie. So yes. people looking at me like, he got shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I want pancakes. I fucking love the shit out of that movie. And I was with a bunch of friends. They were not big fans. They were just like, God, this is so bored. And I'm sitting there, like you said, just I'm laughing my ass off. I, I love dark black comedy, and that movie, I thought it was yeah. And Steve, um, that whole movie is great. I just like Steve Buscemi getting his ass beat by the big Indian. <laughs> <laughs> so Anderson, what else is going on in your life? What's happening? Spinning plates, trying to get things done. <clears throat> just website updates. See, that's the thing. It's constant updating, constant updating. I feel like tell a rip a chasing your tail. Are you the only one doing this? Do you have a team behind you? I had a team. <laughs> what what happened to the team, Anderson? Uh, they just kind of drifted off, and so I keep going. I keep had to keep replacing people. I'm always in the new writers, especially people in New York and LA. Pretty much, if you're in New York and LA, I can send you to a movie once a week for the rest of the year. Boom! That's how many screenings I get. I just had to pass on five screenings in the last week because I couldn't send someone out. See people, if you if if you if you love movies, you want to write about movies, you need to go to AndersonVision.com. Exactly. Because and hell, if, if you just want to do news updates, that's cool too. I mean, sheesh. I, I don't think I have I don't think I have what it takes to run a site like that. I don't have the, I don't have the drive. It's hard. It's exhausting. It is. It is. And I realize that a lot of times no one reads anything anyway. So to me it's just like busy work. Like yeah. see you make money off of your site. Like I don't make any I don't make shit off of BDR. I think the only thing I make money off of is the Amazon purchases, and we're talking maybe on a good month, eighty bucks. That's still something. It's it's not bad. I, I love I love the, the the people that uh that buy their uh, ebooks through us. That's our bread and butter at the moment. But uh, it, for me, it's just it's just a way because I have a horrible memory. So I'd like to be when I'm in my you know forties, I can look back and go, oh yeah, that's how I was back then. It's pretty much the only reason I do any of this shit. This is basically my diaries. Like this is <laughs> th- these are my fucking diaries. So if you're gonna need some writers and shit. What what do people write about? It's just reviews, whatever they want. What's what's anything? Here? It started off as only DVD and home entertainment, but pretty much when you say that to people, they go, "Great, here's some more shit." Or like the last thing I got in was uh, My Little Pony: Friendship and Magic, or Fuck. whatever the hell it was. Are you into that brony bullshit? No, but apparently there's enough bronies out there that they're reaching out to you know 
non like kitty sites to cover that shit. Oh my god. I tried. I'm not gonna lie. I was on, you know, Tumblr and shit back then when it first hit, and I was like, okay, what the fuck is this stuff? I checked out an episode. I I, I like some stupid shit. I will watch kids' shows, I'll watch whatever, but I, I don't get it. I, I honestly don't understand the love for my little ponies. I do you have any inkling why this is touching a nerve in weird fucking nerd people? No idea, but I love Tumblr. Tumblr is the shit. That's what I was going to say. There's so many amateur porn sites on Tumblr, and they're so filthy. I love it. <laughs> I was just going to say is like how you're talking about how like you know updating your website and shit. I started my Tumblr a few months ago. I swear to God, I'm getting more hits off of that than I'm getting off of the main site. You know what the best Tumblr page is? What? Alwaystight.tumblr.com. Oh. It is not safe for work. But this chick on there, she seems like, you know, she's kind of filthy, and she's willing to do anything put up there. But you also get the the impression that one day she's going to be found dead in a dumpster somewhere. So you just want to see the Law & Order episode before it happens. <laughs> you don't want Stabler, like, okay, as you can tell here, <laughs> there seems to be a lot of semen leaking out of her orifices. It's the reason why I stick with Tumblr, because it's like, what in the hell is this chick going to do today? <laughs> so I'm just sitting there like it's National Geographic, like, Wow. So it's a daily site for you. Like this is yeah. one of the ones that's one of the ones you pick up on. Yeah. That will tell you a lot about someone. What are your top five most visited websites on any given day? You have an amateur porn from Yeah. <laughs> Always tight.tumblr.com. Uh IMDB just for background, even though it's Amazon bullshit. Amazon's usually wrong half the time. Uh-huh. Anderson Vision. BDR of course. Facebook so I can get my Castleville on with Howard. I hate talking to people on Facebook because half the time they use it like the personal diary, like, dear God, I wish Ashley would stop doing this. I hate everything. Why can't people be more? I'm like, fuck this shit. And then somebody's like, you want five gold coins? I go, I don't give a fuck. What game? I'll play it. <laughs> Just so I don't have to listen to this shit. My mom is such an asshole. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm playing games. I'm, pl- I'm making my goddamn city. Leave me the fuck alone. Exactly. Fucking Howard's kicking my ass at Castleville. And I saw that the other day. I'm like, fuck him being 500 points ahead of me. Who the fuck does he think he is? I'm like sitting there getting mad. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're taking you're, you're taking Castle. Was it Castleville? What are you playing? Castleville. Castleville's a new game. And so, so Castleville. So are you just you're just building one castle? Yeah. And it's stupid shit like, oh, no, Princess Fiona's uh, farted in the ca- carrot patch. So now you have to get three pieces of glass, oh build a fence and pet your marmot. In 24 hours. Jesus Christ. Go. Oh, my God. This doesn't cost any money, does it? It's not one of those no, games. hell no. You can, like, buy the, the little cards, whatever, like, little life point cards and get shit. Holy shit. You don't do that, though. You're not. I did it once on Farmville <laughs> because somebody pissed me off so bad. And so I wanted to jump ahead of them real quick, so I got a card with a GameStop gift certificate. Shut the fuck up. You went to GameStop and bought yeah. a fucking Facebook. That's up. A- <laughs> So then I upload on there, and they're like, how'd you get that far ahead of me? And go, magic, motherfucker. Oh, out of spite, you bought fake coins for Facebook. I do shit all the time out of spite. You're just... <laughs> Hell, I brought back interpolation, my little music thing, because Kroll pissed me off. You and I seem to have been on the same page in that whole discussion around the apparent poo-pooing of Nirvana. And to kind of rewrite history to say they weren't important for shit and they never would have been. Yeah. And we're both on the side on the side of the fence that is, that's completely bullshit. Say what you want about the guy. But he kind of did change the way things happened back then. It was Shit was getting stagnant. Shit was getting stagnant. Shit died. And so they're in the middle of a period of like, so what's going to happen next? And he lucked into it. Because people tend to forget that Bleach, the first album, 
didn't do well at all. Shit. It was shit. It didn't yeah. do shit. It was. Yeah. I was going to say. It's, and it's, Nevermind it's, was actually struggling for two months yep. until MTV started playing around Christmas time. Which is exactly how I ended up getting into that stuff. Was yeah. being at that age, I swear to God, I was like a shit 10 or 11, I think. I don't yeah. think I was much older than that. Seeing that going, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? This it, it blew my mind. Went back and I, you know, and and I still love I still love Bleach as bad as everybody says Bleach is. I'm I like Bleach, but it didn't make a fucking dime. Well, no, but Bleach to me is just like raw. I'm a big fan of just the raw. The, it's way more punky than any of the other stuff he was doing. Uh, huge fan of that. But well, it seems to be an age thing too. I keep noticing people like blah 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 blah. It's like you know what? Hair metal was gay. Not gay isn't helpful and you know, helps you design stuff, has a friendly outside opinion, can cut your hair and stuff. Gay as in is three dicks slapping four dicks in the face. <laughs> and, but at the same time, what was killing me about the argument he was making was like, yeah, well, they were musicians. Great. They were musicians. They can play A, B, A, B, A, B. Who yeah. gives a fuck? I mean, the only thing good about the movement were the unintentionally funny moments that happened. Like, remember that band Damn Yankees? Yes. Yeah, Ted Nugent, like, yes. like bullets with his guitar. Yes. That's that the best image of that whole yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ted Nugent. Oh, my God. Those videos were fucking great. <laughs> I walked away from Nirvana for a while just because it was like, you know what? I'm not 13. I'm not 14. I don't give a shit. I got to leave it behind. Yep. Because, you know, it's so, music's so tied to an era that you eventually got to hit a point. So, you know what? I'm moving the fuck on. See, Even though I will say this, In Utero works better for me now than it did then. I think Serve the Servants one of the best songs in the 90s. You think that Nirvana was the the best of the bunch? Yeah. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would actually have to throw Dinosaur Jr. above Nirvana. If we're... My whole thing with Dinosaur Jr. Dinosaur Jr. was part of the... They were in an in-between phase, kind of like how I was bringing up about the refreshments and the Smiths and the replacements yep. and Paul Westerberg and everybody. They were part of that transition. I don't think and they so, got enough love. And so I know Pitchfork and all those assholes like to say that they were the real front runners. It's like, not quite. They're, they were doing something different. Because I will say, this, Jay Mashes is the shit, but he didn't really care about being the upfront person. It's hard for me just to th- just to write them off. And, and like We know that I'm not a fan of the Beatles, but I fucking don't write them off. Exactly. Like, I wish more rock stars would kill themselves. Would yeah. Shit, if Mick Jagger had died in the seventies, look at all the shit we could have missed. <laughs> could have missed him and David Bowie making out there in Live Aid, <coughs> singing Motown. Jonathan Davis should have offed himself right after uh, Got the Life. Think that he would have been. Think he would have been fine. I I can't say that I I was into that phase when that was. I can't say that I wasn't. I've seen Corn way too many times. Ridiculous. I was in the Marilyn Manson just because it was something different. It's just I'm still I liked him more not when he was doing Sweet Dreams, but more like Beautiful People, Mechanical Animals. When he was American? getting kind of close to a Bowie stature, where he was like, you know what, I'm just gonna freak the fuck out of him. And then he went, no, I don't have enough talent for that. Really, I just uh, I don't know. And since we're talking about music, I don't understand or care about. Watch this shit with dubstep. Wubble 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 wubble. I'm I I'm not gonna. I, I dig shit, man. I'm a huge techno fan. Dubstep can be done well. It can be done horribly. It's also completely oversaturated. And Skrillex is not God. I don't like dubstep. I can't crump to it. I don't like it. What the hell just happened to kids getting stoned listening to jazz records? I'm more of a fan of the mushroom jazz, though. I like a little, like, Baby Mammoth. Mr. Scruff. I nerd the When fuck we up. did stupid shit like that, we just used to go to the local Vogue art house theater and just watch fucked up movies. <laughs> 
So I can say I've sat next to someone stoned up their asses. They sat through all four hours and two minutes of Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, and it was one of the most entertaining things I've seen. I could I could not make it through that flick. Oh my god, it was like the Apollo Theater because I mean this guy's wasted off his ass. <laughs> Don't you go in there, girl? Don't you go in there? Oh shit, she drowned. I'm like, yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Go well, it was written like 400 years ago, so I figured you would have picked up on it by now. <laughs> oh shit, that crazy bitch done drowned. Fuck that. I couldn't. There's no way, dude. There's no way I could sit through that in a theater. I like to have fun. You know, I like to pretend I'm still a child inside. Back See, that's when I was not a optimistic. Thing, but at least be cool with good movies. I'm good. Well, I don't. I, I will see the shit. I'm not going to poo poo a good movie. I will see it for my own opinion. I'm trying to think of the last movie that I. I'm trying to Name some good movies. Name some movies that came out recently. Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. No, I haven't seen it. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I'm trying, Hugo. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. War Horse was okay, but my opinion keeps sliding down a bit as we go further out. Do you see Red Tails? Yeah. What'd you think? Jamie hated it. I'm like, the fuck, dude? That was like Lucas's most focused movie since 77. Really? So yeah, Even though it's not Lucas, it's Anthony Hemingway who directed two episodes of The Wire, like one episode of The 4400, and we're supposed to believe that, yeah, Lucas didn't overstep him at any point. But you know what's more fucked up, and I didn't realize it until I was doing my review of it? Huh. Aaron Magruder pretty much wrote the whole movie. Aaron, you know, Boondocks McGruder. And I thought, and he wasn't a huge fan of Lucas. No. No, he kind of went off on Lucas regarding Jar Jar and the racism and whatnot, correct? Yeah. Yeah, like just not a fan. Yeah. How do you think that fucking conversation went? <laughs> I don't think the conversation went because I think Lucas pretty much saw the script and said, okay, well, I know what to animate around, so we'll just put people there and they'll talk. I don't think Lucas like works in the same mindset as most filmmakers do anymore. Like actors are just the fleshy things there to collect a check. And do you think that's wrong? Well, and it goes back to this whole thing we were talking about last time we were watching Parenthood. Asperger's and autism are setting up this whole new thing of how information's processed. Is it evolution or is it just uh, asshole kids uh, exploiting uh, slight different mental syndromes and saying it's something new? And that's the same way I kind of view Lucas. I see him as the first Asperger's filmmaker, even though Spielberg can really <laughs> get close to in the same breath. Are we, and when we see digital cinema and CG and people like to go boo, 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 and they like to shit on it because it's technology versus story. Technology has driven the cinema since 1927. Hell, even before that. It's just... No one's really bothering to do it good because right now no one has any interest in doing great CG cinema. When it happens, it happens like Rango. Rango was pretty much the best use of CG I've ever seen. No one went and saw that. I mean, it did decent money, but it still didn't break even. And that wasn't a bad flick. I, I really fucking enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed how how it was made. Yeah, how it was Rango all was blocked like, with like the actors. Movie. Yeah. And it's probably going to win Best Picture. I mean, not Best Picture, uh, Best Animated Feature, which is good because mm -hmm. it is the front runner. What else is in that category? Uh, Tintin, uh, Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas? What the fuck yeah, is that? Yeah, some. It was this movie that England put out a year ago, and Sony finally released it over here, and it did okay. So Sony's like, hell yeah, we're going to put more shit out. Wait, is that like Ardman Animation? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, not yeah. traditional. But, but it's CG, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, fuck, dude. Rango has to win. I mean, Tintin Rango wasn't... Rango's just a frontrunner or something funny. I mean, do you think Tintin will win? No. No? No. Because they like to be, 
you know, they like to be courted and wined and dined. And Spielberg's doing Lincoln. Spielberg has been out to promote a Tintin or Warhorse and like how he should. So people are kind of like, eh, eh. Like that's the reason why when the Oscar noms come out on Tuesday morning, I fully expect Warhorse to really get shit on, like not really pull that many nominations now. Because I think they're a little pissy because, you know, he wasn't out there kissing ass and saying, love my movie, love me. Instead, he was doing what he wants to fucking do, which is make flicks. Yeah, which make Lincoln, which looks like it's going to be probably just... I think he's going to peak on Lincoln. I'm serious. He's going to he's gonna peak. It's like Man Who Shot Liberty Valance with John Ford. He never recovered from that. He just... It's like, fuck it, I'm done. You excited about Lincoln? I'm very excited about Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis, Jared Harris as a Ulysses S. Grant... Uh, frack, uh, JGL playing his oldest kid, Tommy Lee Jones, John Hawks, Hal Hallbrook, uh, skinny dude from, uh, Old Brother, Tim Blake Nelson. The leader. James Spader. I'm trying to go through the whole list of it. Wait, Spader's in this? Yep. Holy He's playing Breckenridge. He's playing the VP. Holy shit. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of excited now. <laughs> I know everybody was super excited with Daniel Day Spielberg, but... I'm a big Jane fan, so I'm kind of excited now. Yeah, written by the guys that did Munich for him. So basically, this is going to be like, yeah, the slam dunk. There's no yeah. way he can really fuck this up. Well, I think he's trying to tie John Ford's record. I think he wants to get another win so he can get up there because doing two is now becoming commonplace. Like Eastwood's done two, Wyler did two. If he can do three or four and get up there, I think Ford's got four, and he's the record right now. I think he wants to either get close to it or tie it. But, of course, there's also a very good chance that Scorsese can do an upset this year and get one for a Hugo, which would put him at... Actually, no, that puts him at two. You think Hugo deserves it? I love Hugo, but the fact of the matter is that it's not his strongest effort. Now, you see it in 3D? Yeah. Fan of 3D or not a fan of 3D? I hate 3D on 90% of the movies out there. Really? Yeah. Mostly, even so, like, Avatar. Hated it in 3D? I hate Avatar, period. <laughs> a turd in 3D is still a turd. Dude, oh, why does everybody hate I like that movie. <laughs> I like elements of it, but it's like James Cameron. Well, yeah. I like elements of Aliens, but I think James Cameron's a shitty director. Yeah, but I can look. I mean, yeah, Aliens is not my top alien flick. Fuck that, never. No. When I was like, when it first came out and I was like a teenager, totally. It's badass, but it's too fucking hollow. There's like nothing there. And well, there's nothing there in Avatar, and I get that, but I'm just, I'm a fan of the world, the CG. I love all that shit. I love sci fi, like true sci fi. Some creatures that aren't just always Lucasized. I, uh, that's, that's the reason I like I know it's a bad movie. It's a horrible movie. I know this. Well, I like the Abyss. I was watching that the other day. Extended or non extended? Uh, I'm trying to think. Probably the regular. I always uh, go with the regular cut before I go extended. Fucking Michael Bean. Probably my favorite turn by Michael Bean. One of my favorites. Michael Bean's another cool person I met on accident. Really? Nice. Yeah. I was in the middle of a convention thing going around talking. I said, hey, how you doing? Good. We just talked a little bit. I walked off. I'm like, that's fucking Michael Bean. That's Michael Bean. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you were yeah. awesome in the abyss. <laughs> I was just something like, hey, how you doing? Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Now, why did he ever make it big? I don't know, but he's got this little horror movie that's coming out that he's, they're promoting and it's now got picked up by Anchor Bay. 
Which and is, it shows why he didn't make it big. Uh, just bad? He can't pick a project. He, He's one of those people who really needed a solid fucking agent because left his own devices. He can't pick a project. They turned down Fincher because he said, Damn, Fincher is not going to be anybody. He even joked about that in the alien anthology thing. <laughs> <laughs> then he was like, Oh shit. Well, at least he's self aware. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. Could have been someone. Could have been like Fahey. Yeah. Who is still. Oh, Fahey. Don't be hating on Fahey. I like Fahey. Fucking Darkman 3, man. Come on, body parts. Fahey's the shit. I saw Darkman 1. I didn't need to take part in 2 or 3. I think 2 is the return of Durant. It was the return of Durant, but yeah. 3, die, Darkman, die. Like, with a title like that, dude. And Jeff Fahey. Fucking Dr. Giggles. Fuck that movie. That movie was responsible for nightmares for at least two years for me. I just like watching Dr. Giggles because I was a huge fan of L.A. Law growing up. So I'm like, hey, it's a retarded guy playing a crazy doctor. Fuck that. Good for him. I mean, <laughs> of course, I was like eight or nine, so I didn't realize, you know, it wasn't really retarded in real life. So I'm like, good for him. <laughs> he keeps <laughs> acting. You can't be a doctor, buddy. You are a Dr. Giggles. But how could you have not have seen Die, Dark Man, Die? That blows my mind. Jeff Fahey. It's his pinnacle. I don't really give a fuck. You know how much movie? How many movies actually at a given time? You're like watching like twelve at a time. Uh, sometimes it input, seems like it. Input. <laughs> Need yeah, more that's input. A, that's a movie. They were remaking that. And that kind of stalled in water. I still want to see that happen. What short circuit? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. The guys behind Robot Chicken were remaking it with Jeff Johns, and they kind of died in the water. What? I would. Yes. I yeah. would be happy to watch that. I just like to see a movie where Alf and like Johnny Five hang out and it's like a My Dinner of Andre sort of thing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the only person in the theater like, it's the best movie ever! <laughs> like eating popcorn, like high-fiving the monkey from Project X. That'd be the shit. Steve Gutenberg's got a small role as a waiter. Yeah. What are perfect. you guys doing? We gotta hide you from the government! And like, <laughs> thro like throwing shit around, like, ah, running around. Oh. The DT shows up and high-fives him. That's right. that's my idea of a good movie. Anything yeah. I liked when I was four, they just show up in a movie and high-five each other. That's all you need. That's all I need. That's all you need. Hour and a half of that. Boom. Instant hey, ET, meet Alf. High five. Yay. Everything is so fucking just like, like what happened to the midgets in suits? We need more midgets in suits on I mean, TV. What the fuck's Deep Roy going to do? Deep Roy, last thing I saw him was Eastbound Down season two. I mean, that guy needs to work. Put him in an Alf suit. NBC. There At you go. At least Warwick Davis has got that show starting on HBO. Fuck yes. Warwick Davis. Ricky Gervais, right? Yeah. Fuck Liam yeah. Neeson's in the first episode with him. What? Yeah. That sounds perfect. What pissed me off is that when I was down in uh, Florida on my honeymoon, I fucked up the timing because I was trying to slip into the whole Deathly Hallows like DVD Blu-ray premiere thing <laughs> because they had some of the people down there and like Nordling and a few other people were down there. So I'm like, I got to meet Warwick Davis. But then I got distracted and then I realized I missed Warwick Davis. You're always going to hate yourself for that. I know. <laughs> you missed. I was having to explain to people, like, who the fuck was I was like, he's Willow, motherfucker. Yeah, Leprechaun. <laughs> I could have kidnapped him. He could have took me to Finn Rizal, and I could have turned you all into monkeys. <laughs> and not Peter Dinklage. He gets all hoity-toity when he wins a few awards and is like, hey, quit tossing us. <laughs> Martin not... Henderson, Google him. I'm like, the actor? <laughs> Jesus Christ, get off the fucking attitude. That's what ruined the Red Grace for everybody in the 70s when they're like, free this, free that. And I was like, no one gives a shit. Just shut up and take your award and be happy about it. So this is the Anderson tapes right here. Call it in for chapter one. Chapter one of the Anderson tapes. Chapter two is when I get all uh, Kimmy Powers on your ass. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. If you dug this, make sure you keep checking out 
AndersonVision.com, BraindeadRadio.com, and hopefully we'll have more episodes of this. I know Anderson oh. knows a lot of people. I do. I need sounding boards, people. So, you know, if you want to jump on, jump on. We got this. Make yeah. sure to add us on Skype. You can add us. I'm Brain Dead Radio. You are Anderson Vision. Yeah. Add us. Brain Dead Radio, Anderson Vision. Next time we record, you see us on. Give us a call. We'll see what's up. For yeah, the- be like Larry King Live. <laughs> Walla Walla, Washington.